Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast. This is episode eight, and today we'll be doing a Game Week 5 review and Game Week 6 preview. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Leighton. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Challen? I'm doing good. We're recording slightly earlier today, which is quite convenient because you're currently on holiday. Is that correct? Yes, it's uh, a holiday called Chuseok in Korea, which is similar to a Thanksgiving. It's a very family holiday, right? Yeah, so usually during this holiday, Korean families just cook food, play games with each other, and don't work. Right, Sounds Thanksgiving. Like a great, great time. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if any Korean people are watching, Chuseok Talabonaseya, and Chuseok Talabonaseya to you as well, Chalin. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Korean Thanksgiving. You don't have that in South you Africa can, in general. You can say it in Korea, in Korean though, right? Can you remember? Honestly, I Chuseok. don't think I ever, I, I never ever did. On, I, I, I knew the say, word Chuseok, but I never said it. Yeah. That also you can means. say Chuseok Chal Ponneseo. Is it Ponhe? Yeah, Ponneseo. Like, oh, have a good Chuseok. Chuseok Ponneseo. Chal Ponneseo. Ah, Chusok Chalbon Heseo. Pretty good. Son Hung Min would be impressed. He better be. And speaking of, he played again this weekend, and we'll be talking about that just now. In today's episode, we'll be talking about uh, Game Week 5, then just have a bit of a discussion about the fixtures this game week. We'll be looking at team and player stats, our usual predictions, and then our plans and captaincy for the next game week. How was your game week, Leighton? Uh, I think it was okay. I think this game week was quite hectic. Uh, obviously, when the game week started, we were not aware that Trent was not going to play. So that was a spanner in the work. For some other players, I think for you, Ben Rama, people thought he wasn't going to play. He did play. Yeah, so a bit of an interesting game week. I think, luckily, I captained Salah, so it wasn't too bad. How about yours? Good game week? I had a good game week. Um, as you said, it was a bit turbulent, but I initially wasn't, we spoke about my potential plans last week and it was probably going to be Simicast to a Wolves defender. And then as we creep closer to deadline in the final hour or two, I put a Wolves defender in my team and then thought, I still have enough money to potentially get Jota in this team now that Simicast is out. And I really liked the look of that midfield because I, I had Salah, Rafinha, Benrahma, Jota and Torres in midfield with Lukaku up front and I still had Trent. I thought, wow, this is a great, potentially great game week. And then, yeah, as you know, you've mentioned that Trent didn't play. We found out post-deadline that Benrahma potentially may not play. And then on the first, on Saturday, it actually wasn't that bad at first. Uh, Benrahma scored, so that was great unexpectedly Rafinha scored Dennis was probably the my biggest success of the game week because that's the whole reason why I got him weeks ago was I saw this Norwich fixture and I said he is going to score and he did so very happy with that uh, 60 points minus four Simicast and Brownhill to Samedo and Jota now I have yellow flags on Ailing and Rafinha which doesn't look 
too good. And Trent, hopefully he's better for next weekend. But yeah, what are your plans just off the top of your head looking at this game week? Are you, what are you, you ended up doing Antonio Tim Bamford, right? After your wildcard. Yeah, and that's another shame because I did Antonio to Bamford and then Calvert-Lewin was injured. So in hindsight, if I'd waited a little longer, but I didn't want to because of the price drop at the time, I should have gone Calvert-Lewin to Bamford and kept Antonio in the squad. So I'm not sure, but I'm probably, if, depending on Calvert-Lewin's injury, but I think he'll be out for a little bit longer. I'll probably him on and then just hope Trent comes back into the team. There's no major changes I'm going to make. I'm not going to panic with my Wolves players. They have two good fixtures, probably the last fixtures that they'll be in my team. Uh, yeah, so probably Calvert-Lewin uh, or Saka, because he he had a really good couple of fixtures. He got an assist. He didn't do much. So maybe Saka would move on. Okay. I was about to bring. I was about to bring that up. That you, your differential on the wild card was sucker, and okay, you may have been a bit unlucky last game week not to get anything, but got an assist this week, and he's looking pretty good. We'll look at the recent form just now, but yeah, I think for his price, it's still a good option. He's good, but with Tottenham coming up, I don't, I don't think this Arsenal are reborn or anything. I think they're going to have a bit of a shock. But I mean, after that, they play Brighton, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Leicester. Yeah, yeah I do it. think if I have a transfer this week, Calvert-Lewin might be the person possibly to to move on. But I'm still not sure, actually. It's still so early in this game. Well, in the preview of game week, I haven't given it as much thought as I should. Are you happy that you captain Salah? instead of Ronaldo overall? Yeah, I asked my girlfriend, hey, pick Ronaldo or Salah? And she said, who's Salah? I said, he plays for Liverpool. And she said, Salah. So I picked him. So thanks. I mean, so, on another day, Ronaldo would have gotten two extra penalties and would have been a hat-trick for him, right? So lucky. Yeah, I think it was, was unlucky. He was unlucky not to get a penalty. I was lucky by Captain Salah. It's a shame he took his shirt off why Why is that a yellow card offence? I genuinely don't understand. What is the problem? I'm not entirely sure about the rationale behind it. It might be that it's to try and stop players from potentially having messages underneath their shirts. So just in case they do have a message there, mm. they'd rather just sanction you in case. But I mean, if you they should sanction you if you have a message, like it's like Evertonians go and eat some grass or something. Like, okay, then you deserve a yellow card. But if it's just, it's just Salah's wonderful Egyptian body. Who doesn't want to see that after he scored a goal? Yeah, I was about to say, like in this day and age, where mo most players are like ripped to shreds and they look amazing, who cares yeah. if they take this shirt off? It's, it's yeah, I don't care. It's different if it was like back in the day when I don't know the likes of. Steve Bruce or someone like that would take their shirt off and be like, nah. I mean, Steve Bruce, when he was a player, was a little bit slimmer. Actually, when I was a kid, Ryan Giggs scored a goal. I think it was in the FA Cup final and he took his shirt off and he was waving it around. I had a nightmare about that. I had a nightmare <laughs> that he transformed into the little red devil of Manchester United. So 
maybe someone in in FIFA also had that nightmare and was like, just let's ban ban this. Ryan Giggs has ruined it for everybody. Yeah, I think they probably just saw Ryan Giggs with a shirt off in general, and they're like, nah, stop. They're like, no, cut this, cut it, get it, get it away. None of this. None okay. of this. Um, not sure how many of the games you watched this weekend, but we can speak about the results in general and what caught your eye as a, with regards to goals and assists and players to watch, that kind of thing. Uh, did you watch a few of the games this weekend or not? I just watched the highlights. I didn't... I was so I was so busy this weekend, so I just watched highlights. I was always busy playing Nintendo Skyward Sword. <laughs> Got to make time for those things, right? Especially on holiday weekends. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I watched the highlights. I was watching the highlights of Liverpool, and I feel like Jota is he's like this close to getting a goal and an assist. It's just so frustrating as an owner. And and then as you said for Ronaldo, I think that one of those was at least a penalty waved away. So that's that's a shame. Um, so I'm glad I have Ronaldo in my team because three three games played for United, four goals. He's doing quite well. Whereas you went Lukaku. You happy with that choice? Honestly, yes. Um, oh. I wasn't I wasn't expecting much against Spurs this weekend, but. Mm -hmm. Okay, watching that first half, Spurs played really well. And I don't know what Tuchel said to them at halftime, but he made a slight change in midfield. And as soon as that second half started, we destroyed them, honestly. <laughs> we could have had much more. But on Lukaku, yes, he didn't take too many shots during the game. But I think it could be targeted defending as well by the opposition. But he was very good at facilitating other attackers, and he played in Werner one specific one-on-one -on -one where we saw that's been memed on Twitter, where he just couldn't I, I've believe. I've seen it everywhere. I can't and believe it. He played in. I think he played in Havertz in the first half as well. So again, on another day, he would have had a brace of assists. And I think right at the end of the game, I think 89th minute, he. I think he was either played in or he had a very good chance at a header, something like that. So, one of those things. Either way, Chelsea are looking insanely good. And I feel fine having at least one of their players going into this good run of fixtures. Actually, I remember I kept getting the updates, like Chelsea goal, Chelsea goal, because it's called three goals quite quick succession, right? And I thought, every time I clicked it to see who scored, I just thought... Did Challen get points? Has Lukaku inevitably scored? And every time I saw it was someone else, it's like, oh, thank God. Oh. My my fixture, I mean, my fixture, my transfer was either going to be the Wolves defender or a Chelsea defender, and it would have been James. So the fact yeah. that James didn't play in the end made it that much better. <laughs> I was quite relieved. And I may, because of that, I may end up going with a different Chelsea player going forward, which we can talk about a bit later. Um, did you watch the Leeds-Newcastle game by any chance? Yeah, Bamford. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I was just happy that he got some points on the board, to be honest. Yeah, he got an assist and Rafinha scored, thankfully. But the big story there, I think, is Leeds' defence is still really bad because of all the injuries. And now they have Luke Ayling injured, potentially. And 
Rafinha's yellow flag for next game week, so they could be a team to target with West Ham playing them. West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, Leeds are having a little bit of a difficult start to the second season in the Premier League. St. Maximin scoring for Newcastle. Again, he's their standout player when Wilson isn't playing. Not someone I'm going to buy anytime soon, but you never know. He was in many of my drafts when I was first doing this season's drafts. Like, oh, he might be a good player. And he, he's doing quite well for a poor Newcastle team. Yep, he is. Uh, Brentford Wolves, this result shocked me. And I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you know you're going to make a transfer and you just think, having looked at the form and looking at everyone's what everyone's been saying in the week prior to the game, you think, this is the standout player. This is the team who you want to get. But Murphy's law is that you get the player and then they go and they lose that game. And that's exactly what happened. Brentford just outplayed them. Yeah, it's one of those things I think many fantasy football players are targeting Wolves players. Their fixes have been so good and just Wolves, they're not clicking. But I do think it's if you have Wolves players in your teams, these fixes are too good to ignore. Like I wouldn't pull these players out so suddenly. It's it's a weird one because if you compare Leeds and Wolves, because they are the team of the teams of the best fixtures going forward, right? Leeds at least attack and score, but they concede a lot. Whereas Wolves don't often concede much. They attack a lot, but they never they hardly ever produce. They've scored two goals this season, so it's hard to pick the right ones at the moment it's, it's that age-old question do you go for fixtures form players really personally having watched the game i think marcel might not be starting the next game he was utter garbage <laughs> yeah so you I'm said scared. that that's another worry <laughs> At least you can potentially bench him. We'll have to we'll look at your team a bit later. Um, team that's slightly surprising, but also not. Arsenal, once again, getting a 1-0 win, getting some form going. Yeah, I don't think it's surprising. I think those two games are games you would expect a team like Arsenal to win. Their, their team value is massive. They're playing teams that don't have... They shouldn't be competing with the likes of Arsenal. So for Arsenal to only win both games 1-0, to me... I think it's quite worrying. Like people are saying Arsenal turned a corner, but are playing the dra- the dregs of the league. Like Norwich and uh, just I'm not impressed by Arsenal at all. I'm not impressed, but I'm happy that they're starting to turn it around, right? This is kind of what Arteta's been known for. Like he's known for getting those one nil wins. But Hopefully they can start building on it and take it from there. I still won't buy their players probably, but one one thing it's that funny. Did, go ahead. Oh, go on. No, you go go. Uh, one thing that did stand out to me was I didn't realize that Ramsdale is four point five. Yeah, he's cheap. Le- Leno is five, but I had no idea that he was four point five. Yeah, but you don't know how long that's gonna stay either we don't know if ramsdale is going to be the keeper seems arteta doesn't know who either 
So that could switch on any day as well. And it's funny you say Arteta is known for 1-0 victories because other than being Man City's, what, cone boy, putting out the cones for Pep, what is he known for? Playing for Everton? Well, yeah, I, I mean more like in when he first joined Arsenal, like he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't battering teams every week, so you could often get a one nil from him. But saying that, if I was an Arsenal fan, this is a perfect time to play Tottenham because Tottenham's form seems to have just dipped completely, and Arsenal got a little bit of confidence. So going into that game, maybe Arsenal fans will feel good, uh, but. It's, Harry Kane's inevitably got to score one day, and I think he always scores against Arsenal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm not. I think it's going to be absolutely boring. It's just going to be terrible, isn't it? Hopefully not. If if Spurs play like they did in the first half against Chelsea, then they should do well. Provided that Son and Kane are both fit and they sort themselves out. It's going to be like... Crystal Palace versus West Ham. This is going to be London's average, bang average teams. <laughs> uh, we met, we spoke about a bit about Liverpool. Uh, despite Trent not playing, despite Simicast coming in for Robertson, they still smashed a very good Crystal Palace team. And that result uh, flatters Liverpool, I think, or shows how good they are because they, they beat a good Palace side. So, I mean, Palace still look pretty good. They had some very good chances. I'm still a bit bullish on them. I kind of like them. Yeah, I think Crystal Palace have been quite good this season, but Liverpool look back to their best, almost. I mean, once you've got Van Dijk in that defence, Liverpool just seems to really go up a gear. It's, it's as if they trust their defence to do their job. Whilst last season when Van Dijk was out, looked a lot different. So it would be it'd be nice to see Liverpool compete again. It makes the league more interesting, especially with Chelsea, because they just look like they're going to run away. Yeah, both Chelsea and Liverpool have been really good so far. Like I think they have the exact same record, yet... Chelsea are only top. It was, such, it was the first time I've heard of that. Where I think Chelsea are only top of the league, not even on head to head, because they in the head to head game they drew one all, but Chelsea scored at Anfield. So based on that, they're top of the league. They have the same I've goal. heard that. Oh, that's the championship. The in the championship, yeah. they do that. Yeah, same goals yeah. conceded, same goals scored, same results. Because <laughs> in the but, championship, yeah. to go in the playoff place. If they're both of the exact same, like goals scored, goals scored against, then they go to who scored more goals at which ground. And then if that's the same, I don't know what happens. But yeah, I know that's something they do early in the season. Pretty insane. They should just go al- alphabetical, be like, oh, <laughs> Chelsea. I'm assuming eventually they would go to like yellow cards and red cards, right? If you got the least yeah, probably cards. that would make that would make sense. You win the league because you got one less yellow card. Lukaku wins you wow. the league, yeah. and then Liverpool fans would lose their mind because the yellow card would have been Salah taking the shirt off, right? Yes, and yeah, then they, then they would sell him because of that. And yeah, terrible times. Man City versus Southampton, uh, surprising nil-nil board draw. 
Yeah. It's um, yeah. as an owner of Livramento, never, never would I have put him playing as my first bench player. So even though he got five points, I'm not I'm not ashamed. I don't I'm not embarrassed at all because I'm pretty sure most people with him in their team would have benched him. Yeah, I agree with you. Um he does look very good though as a four point one option. Again, I think is it from around game week eight, game week seven, that intended time of a wild card potentially. So their fixtures look very good. So for me I might end up getting him very soon. Man City though, defensively, looking great. They might not be scoring too many goals, but looking very good defensively at the moment. So I'm I'm eyeing both of their defenses in the medium to long term. But could you imagine your pep and you beg the fans, like, come watch us play. We need a full ground. And then they go get nil-nil. <laughs> That's a great Fr- advertisement. Yeah, frustrating. Although, to be fair, yeah, they had some good chances. I watched the highlights yesterday, and Sterling obviously scored that 90th minute disallowed offside VR goal, um, which I was happy about because obviously I'm not a supporter of theirs. But I think being the fans... They know that they're going to score goals eventually. And they've always been, well, I don't want to call them plastic fans, but the attendance at their games has never been great. It's interesting because, you know, I'm from North Wales and I would often go to Manchester when I was young. And when I'd go to Manchester, I would meet Manchester City fans. And my father's wife's family are all from Manchester, all Manchester City fans. All the Manchester United fans are from the suburbs of Manchester, places like Wilmslow, uh, the rich areas around. And in North Wales, there's a lot of Everton, Liverpool, Liverpool, Manchester United fans. So actually, most people in Manchester I've met are Manchester City fans. So I'd call the United fans the plastic fans because they swapped during the glory years of United. So it's normally if you meet a real Mancunian, they're a Manchester City fan. Normally. 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 Interesting. Apart from in Korea, where all the students either support (laughs) Manchester City or Tottenham Hotspur. And when I first come here, I'd be like, why do you support Manchester City? And I'd forgotten that Manchester City were now the big team, right? Yeah. Teams that aren't big teams, though. Norwich and Watford. That's a bit bit of a big thing to say, but Norwich and Watford. Norwich scoring a goal finally, good for them. And Watford outscoring them entirely. Uh, are you tempted by someone like Saar in midfield? Absolutely. Instead of Saka or Traore? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saar was another person I considered when I was bringing in a cheap midfielder and I was looking at Saka. I didn't want Ben Rama at the time. And I was thinking Saar could be good, but I just wasn't convinced by Watford. I was more convinced by Wolves at the time, but now I think, well, Saar Saar is a good little player. He's definitely a good option. I think their next few fixtures are still pretty good. I have Dennis, as I've mentioned. Glad he scored, but I'm not entirely sure what to do with my players overall yet because I have some other issues to potentially sort out. But I think going forward, someone like Saar might be a very good option. Aston Villa, Everton. 
He's cheap. He's got some reasonably good fixtures. I think Aston Villa's a good fixture. I just don't know about them at the moment. Everton. Yeah, Everton's an okay fixture. And yeah, so I would definitely consider Saar going forward. Yeah. I guess we have to. He's just got a brace. But that's the other problem. I don't want to also just jump on the Saar train because he's got a brace as well. Yeah, I think you have to combine his current form with the fixtures plus, I guess, the need of your team, right? You don't want to just break your team to get him in. That would be yeah, silly. Exactly. exactly. Brighton, Brighton versus Leicester. This is quite an entertaining game in the end. Uh, the first half, Brighton outplayed them. They were leading 2-0. Leicester comes back with a goal. Then they had a goal disallowed. But Brighton getting the win. Good for them. Yeah, very good for Brighton. It's nice to see Brighton do well. I like seeing Brighton do well. Uh, it's a shame to see Leicester really struggling. It's very odd. Yeah, I, I can't make any sense of it at the moment. Once again, I didn't watch the whole game, but I don't think Ian Acho played once again, which he must be injured, surely. Something, something that's not being told to the, the press and the fans about him. But good to see that they at least turned it around in the second half. But overall... Well, it's not really turning it around if you still lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think the first goal that Brighton scored was the penalty. And it was a VAR penalty, but could have gone either way. Maybe a bit harsh. And so, I mean, it could have gone either way in the end. Let's see. Look at Leicester's lineup. It did. Nacho play. He okay. He came on in the seventy-fifth minute for one of the midfield. Why? Why isn't he? Oh, it just seems weird that he's not starting. I feels like you'd want him in your team from the start. No, I think it's the fact that they've signed quite a few players, so they're trying to blend them in, kind of like Aston Villa. And Aston Villa got a win this weekend against Everton. Uh, so it's good to see that them on the front foot as well. I'm not going to consider either Leicester or Aston Villa anytime soon. They, Much like Arsenal, they kind of need to get that momentum going first. Yeah, I would agree West, with that. West Ham and United, we spoke about Ronaldo and the penalties. Lingard getting the goal against his former team. Or was it crazy? His former loan team. Yeah. Yeah, cracking goal. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying cracking goal. I was just remembering, like, what a goal. You go. It was very good. Uh, West Ham, though, looking very good. They could have had more. They did well without Antonio, showing that they can cause teams problems. And they're playing Leeds next week, which Leeds don't have a defense. And they're leaking goals. And Antonio's back. I feel very good that I have triple West Ham right now. How do you feel having... Do you have any? No, I have no West Ham players. I was going to add to what you said and just say West Ham were unlucky. They had a penalty saved right at the end. So it's oh, a yeah, shame for them. They didn't, get a, they didn't get a point. The Hayes saving a penalty. So uh, how do I feel about not owning West Ham player? It's a little worrying. But 
I might bring in a West Ham player. So you never know. My options are open. Going back to Antonio is a very easy switch. I don't know if I, I really want to. Yeah. I think, especially after you've wildcarded, it's very difficult to uh, get off someone after you've just transferred, no, or get back on someone right after you've just transferred them out. It almost feels like you're second guessing yourself and you're not trusting your decision making. But I mean, mine would only be because it was an enforced transfer because of Cavaloon being injured. Yeah. I think you had you just waited even a day or two, just until after that Monday Everton Burnley fixture last week when you saw that DCL wasn't fit. And I was out until probably October, mid October. Then you would have made the opposite decision, as you mentioned. And therefore, this week, if you have no other pressing issues later in the week, wait for all the team news tonight and tomorrow. It's League Cup. So we'll see more potentially there, then I think it's a very easy move, to be honest. It wouldn't be a move I would feel any regret about, thinking, oh, I took Antonio out, got Bamford in, and then I have to take Calvert-Lewin back out for Antonio, because you could you could argue it's a wasted transfer, but I didn't know at the time, and I was doing it for my team value. So, yeah, it's not it's not something I regret. That makes sense. But moving forward, let's have a look at some stats. Our usual XGI stats for the defenders. First up, it's the season stats. And again, on top, we have the attacking fullbacks for the major teams. Trent, who didn't play this weekend. Cancelo played very well. Alonso was basically a center forward for much of the second half. And Ben Mee for Burnley. Random. Ben Mee does a good job. He does. He's, he's a, a good defender. I think he's a threat from set pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Reese, James, Richie, Samedo is on that list as well. And then further down, we have the villain or hero for some semicast, Tierney and Luke Shaw. But... This is the season data. If you want to have a look at more current stuff since the international break finished, last two game weeks, top of the list, we have Ben Mee, Samedo, Trent, and Alonso. Marcel is there too. You have him. And bottom of that list, we have Rudiger, Richie, and Cash. Are you looking to buy any of these players or get rid of any of them? Uh, the only the only consideration was going from Samedo from Wolves to me from Burnley just because that price point is quite good for that type of player. Uh, also, looking at Manchester United fixtures going forward, that defence just isn't doing very well. They're leaking goals. So Shaw is possibly someone I would consider getting out for a Chelsea defender. And the Chelsea defender, I'm not sure who to get. So... For me, yeah, like you've met, you've kind of hit it on the head there. With the Chelsea defenders, as much as I like Alonso, and he's played all the games so far, but the more games he plays, the more I'm worried about. He's going to be rotated mm. soon. <laughs> Unless there's yeah. something wrong with Ben Chilwell. Chilwell sorry. Um, 
therefore, if I were to make a transfer, it's probably going to be for one of the centre backs at the moment, either for City or for Chelsea. Because I know this, like, <sighs> Ruben Diaz and Rudiger have played 90 minutes in all the games and they don't have much competition at the moment. So I think they're the safest options for me. Yeah, if I'm going to Chelsea play, I want a safe option. Manchester City defenders are always too, too risky. The wing backs are, are risky. Centre backs, yeah. I don't mind as much. Like last season, we had John Stones and Ruben Diaz who played the majority of the middle middle part of the season. But I think I was, I was screwed over at one point by them. I think it was a double game week. They didn't play both games or something. I thought, wow, great. <laughs> yeah, the first game, double game week last season, they both played both games. And then that's the one where John Stones got like 21 points or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the second double game week that they had, I think John Stones either played both. One of them didn't play both games. And I think it may have been the one that you transferred in, probably. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, I can't Midfielders, though, uh, season data, top players, Liverpool, again, dominating. Mane, Salah, Diego Jota, mid-price. Even though he's not scoring the goals, he's still there. He's featuring uh, Gundogan and Grealish from Chelsea. From Chelsea. <laughs> Man City. <laughs> and then from the mid-price teams, <laughs> Gallagher and Saar being the talismans of their team. Definitely worth considering, surely. You know, my coworker always makes a joke that we should have Saha in our team ever since the beginning of this season. And I'm starting to think his jokes are the right way to go. We don't want Zaha. We want Gallagher, surely. He's mm. cheap. He's doing more. Yeah, he's he is cheaper. Yeah, he's cheaper. A Crystal Palace player. The question, I think the question will be, do we want Gallagher or Saar or Traore? Uh, well, as you just experienced, your Manchester City midfielder didn't even play. Yes. So he's just put on the bench. So that's not great. It's not, it's not good to have a player in your team who might not play and might only play 60 minutes. So I'd definitely be going towards Saar or a Crystal Palace player. They're more likely to get a full game. I think going forward, that's the whole current issue that a lot of teams have. We have Jota, we have Torres, and the wing backs from Chelsea and City, who've been doing well, but there's no guarantee on their minutes. And we're trying to accommodate having Lukaku and Ronaldo in our teams. So I think for me, it might be better to focus on, as I mentioned, getting like centre-backs from the defence, paying a bit more for them. And then instead of having those midfielders like Jota and Torres, maybe get a Saho Gallagher, because I know they'll play. And I can be okay with benching them when I want to, because I'll have like four or five defenders who I know will play for those good defences. My only worry is... The moment I say I'm going to take Jota out for a player like Saar so I can afford Lukaku and Ronaldo in my team, it's the day 
Jota scores two goals, gets an assist, and just absolutely bangs when Lukaku gets a red card. It's just destiny. It is. I really hope it doesn't happen, but yeah. It's going to happen. The moment I click it, it'll be like, Jota scores seven goals. I think you need to just warn us in advance. If As soon as you make that transfer, just tell everyone, hashtag the community, and just tell them, like, guys, I've done it. Don't oh, sell him. <laughs> get rid of him. I'll get rid of Jota, and you know, don't get rid of him. Yeah. Because after game week seven, I feel like Lukaku is essential. So I would prefer to have Lukaku on my team and get rid of Jota soon. It's just not... Just not performing. The other option, though, like if you can't get Lukaku, you could just get two Chelsea defenders. One who plays yeah. every week and one who's like a, a rotation risk. So a James and a Rudiger. Yeah. Could be a good way to cancel it out, I think. Maybe, potentially. Possibly. I'd have to have a tinker around, see if I can get to Lukaku in a minus four with Yota saying goodbye. I think we'll have a look at your team just now. Yeah, looking, uh, maybe. Looking, yeah, looking at the forwards though, where all, yes. all all the talk is about forwards, season data: Antonio, Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Calvert Lewin up front, all doing very well. Brentford, Tony, bit of a resurgent this game week, goal and assist. You sold mm-hmm. him on your wild card recently. Many people have as well. Are you happy or are you okay with having sold him? I'm okay with having sold him because I brought in Ronaldo. And if I hadn't sold him and I hadn't wildcarded, I wouldn't have Ronaldo. And I think Ronaldo in my team has been really good. You know, he's he's got three goals already. His cost is already 12.7. Yeah. Um, I noticed that this morning when I was tinkering around a bit. I was like, oh, that's, that's growing quickly. Exactly, right? So if I didn't have Ronaldo in my team... It's okay for you, Mr. Team Value 115 million. But for the rest of us who have a normal team value, he would be so far out of reach and it would weaken the rest of my team considerably. So I'm so glad that I wildcarded when I did, got him in my team. He's he's a goal scorer, he's a tapping merchant, I don't care. He's gonna score goals. His value is amazing. Ronaldo. I'm considering, like, okay, the whole reason why I was tinkering this morning was looking at a potential wild card in game week eight to see if I could get a Ronaldo and Lukaku up front using players like Saar and Gallagher in midfield and then getting four big defenders or five potentially who I can just rotate in and out and then play 4 4 2 most weeks. And even with my team value, I could get to Lukaku and then 11.5 as my second striker. Although, to be fair, that that included still having Antonio in my team. So if I forced it, I could probably <laughs> I could probably get it. But see, you can have Antonio, Ronaldo, and Lukaku up front. No normal person can do that talent. And keep Trent, and yeah, and Salah. You're a person of wealth telling the poor, why don't you just buy a Mercedes? Why don't you just work a little harder? <laughs> Come <Exactly>. on. <laughs> just just get hard. Antonio, Lukaku and Ronaldo together. Yeah, FBL winner right there. 
It's it's really this in this season is very interesting because when the season started, I think everybody was saying midfield is where it where the points are coming from. Your striker options were Calvert Lewin, Antonio, Bamford, and, and maybe a Tony. But suddenly with Lukaku and Ronaldo, you're looking at the the strikers, the forwards being the players that are definitely going to get you points. So that really changes all of our teams as well, which I like. Yeah, I think initially that would definitely have been the case, but because all the big money players were in midfield, right? Salah, Mane, Sterling, KDB, etc. But then Ronaldo and Lukaku joined and they're like, what, 11.5, 12.5. So that immediately makes you then decide, okay, well, which, which option is better, big up front or big in midfield? And I think we're still at the stage where we're trying to find that balance of which is best. And that's why I haven't wildcarded yet, because I still don't know which one's best. Well, I think that there's two players in my mind that are essential, and it's Salah and Rukaku. Rukaku? <laughs> Ronaldo. Rukaku? Rukaku, just put them together. <laughs> the greatest player that ever lived, Rukaku. Yeah, I mean, looking at, you mentioned those two players, and looking at the last two game weeks since the international break, they've both been playing in their teams. Uh, XGI, Ronaldo, 3.35, almost double. Aubameyang, who's second, a bit of a surprise there. Tony, Lukaku doing well, and Wolves' new signing, Wang Hee Chun doing well as well. Although he's only scored one goal so far. I wouldn't touch him though. Bamford is there. And lower down the list, there's the people like Jesus, Joe Linton, people who are not really considering. Jimenez, very low down too. So I'm quite happy I haven't gone for him. But I still probably won't go for Bamford either this week you say you wouldn't touch Hwangi Chan but if there was a way to get Ronaldo and Lukaku in your team and have Hwangi Chan on the bench he's he's good value I'd I'd have him as a bench player I think yeah in anyone else's team I I agree but remember my third striker currently is Dennis Uh, Dennis has currently got good fixtures and it's 5.1 I think so I probably would just keep Dennis and then get Ronaldo. Have I unpaused it? I think I've unpaused it. No, yes, I have. Uh, are we back? I think we are. Had a bit of technical issues there. Not too sure what happened, but we are back. We were mentioning, uh, talking about the third striker options, Wang Hee Chan and Dennis. And looking at recent form, though, just to change it up a bit, Arsenal getting better. Is there any love potentially for Aubameyang for people who haven't wildcarded yet? No. If you if you're going to stretch your budget to Aubameyang, how much is Aubameyang? Nine point nine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's an exception. <laughs> I think he's an exception. <laughs> Honestly, don't become an English teacher in Korea. Your English will get worse. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think he's an amazing player. But for some reason, I just, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I've muted myself, but. <laughs> oh, ah. I'm not. 
I promise I haven't been in the Arsenal changing rooms. I've seen nothing. <laughs> ah. Challenge, okay, don't cry. <laughs> oh. I think if anyone watches this podcast, it'll be the funniest podcast they've ever watched. Yeah. You should, had... you should click that and start that. <laughs> oh. All right. Slip of the tongue. Pookie, considering him, by any chance? Uh, the Pookie train. Uh, you know, I think I think Norwich and Pookie is probably an okay option. I, I personally am not going to consider Pookie at the moment. Although, if I go to another striker from Calvert-Lewin, he could be in the conversation, but not not right now. Yeah, it's it feels kind of weird at the moment. Like, there's an obvious template in a way but you, if you don't want to go for that you're trying to be a bit different it's hard to not just get Ronaldo Lukaku and then try and fill in the blanks because they seem like the most likely to score yeah I think you want at least one of those players Lukaku or Ronaldo in the team I think if you don't have those players that's a bit of a problem Especially after game week seven, where Chelsea's fixtures are so good, I would be looking for Lukaku in my team. But when it comes to Ronaldo, I think he's just going to score a lot. So even when he's playing the, the more difficult teams, if he gets half a chance, he's probably going to take it. Are yeah. we, do we know who's on penalties for Manchester United? We don't know for sure, but Solskjaer hmm. has mentioned that he's had a chat with the players. Personally, I think they might just end up giving it to Ronaldo most of the time, and then he might give like every second or third penalty to Bruno. Who knows? I doubt it, but we'll see. It'll happen soon, without a doubt. This must be the longest period of time in Manchester's, Manchester United's history where they haven't been awarded a penalty, right? Yeah, they must think it's a travesty. Because <laughs> Manchester United always have penalties. Always. Well, that's be until Howard Webb retired, basically. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Howard Webb was like, what happened, penalty? Yeah. They were like, we're not even in the box, Howard. <laughs> Give it to them. Anyway, yeah. looking, at <laughs> looking at fixtures, uh, again, we've mentioned Chelsea having very good fixtures. They have Man City next, but after that, looking amazing. Teams like Leeds, we've mentioned defensively bad. But attacking-wise, could be very good. So it's a bit tough to point out whether we should buy them or not. If you do have them, I would say hold. Arsenal, worth considering now, I think. Southampton, I like them for cheap options. And Norwich, I don't rate them at all, still, personally. What about you? Yeah, I think even now for Chelsea to play Manchester City is probably the perfect time. This Manchester City team doesn't look like as the bite that it did before, and Chelsea just have a good record against Manchester City. Uh, I, I do the same. I have a Leeds player, Bamford, I'll probably keep him because I think the fixtures are quite good. Arsenal, Saka has definitely someone I'm tempted to keep just because of the fixtures, but also a little bit worried because I don't see Arsenal winning more than 1-0. Southampton... Apart from Livramento, I I wouldn't really touch them. And then same, Norwich. Uh, I don't see Norwich getting many points this season. And uh, Everton, Burnley, 
I, I don't see anything about Burnley or Everton winning those games, to be honest. So, yeah, I'd avoid Norwich as well. I think Norwich could upset the apple cart this week because, I mean, Everton are still without DCL. Richarlison, I don't think, didn't play last weekend. So they're currently playing like Rondon up front. So I think there's a chance for Norwich, but I wouldn't be buying Everton assets either. As for the likes of Brentford at the bottom of the, the fixtures, Brentford, Villa, City, United. We've mentioned Shaw potentially being out of our teams very soon. This, I think, is a very their last opportunity for Shaw. I'm going to keep keep him this week and then probably sell him next. Uh, Ronaldo, you're going to keep him? Or you're just going to sell him after this game? Uh, I think Aston Villa, Everton and Leicester uh, for Ronaldo are not terrible fixtures. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester City are a bit of worry, but I don't think I'll sell him. I think I'll keep him in my team. So therefore you're either going to keep or you just said you're going to keep Ronaldo so therefore you're either going to try and find a way to get Lukaku or you're not going to get him at all. I'll probably find a way to get Lukaku to be honest. I'd prefer to have Lukaku and Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo is as essential as Salah is so if, if I try and get Lukaku in my team I'd find a way. Otherwise like we discussed before I would get a different Chelsea player and hope that they get attacking returns alongside Lukaku. That would probably be my go-to. Okay. Looking at the fixture predictions, let's rapid fire them. I think, did you start last time? I don't remember. Uh, no, I think you started last time. I okay. Well, in, in that case, yeah. let's go. Main event of the weekend, first game up, Chelsea, Man City. I'm going to say Chelsea 2-1. I am going to say one all. You always go with these boring one-all predictions when it's a big game. Come on, it's Chelsea at the bridge. In an early kickoff. Okay. Yeah. Man United. Oh, at the same time, Man United Villa. That's gonna suck to watch those games simultaneously. Anyway, uh, Man United Villa. Personally, two two nil. Man United. Mm, I'm gonna say three one. I think Manchester United will get a good few goals, and I think they will concede. So. Yeah, in true Luke Shaw form, they will concede in his last game in my team. Yeah. Everton Norwich? Mm, I think 2-0 Everton. Even though they don't have Calvert-Lewin, I just think Norwich are not that great. And I think Everton will bounce back. I think Norwich will go uh, balls to the wall. So... To all. Leeds West Ham, another barn burnover great game. What do you think? Why I always go first. Uh two one West Ham. Antonio on the score sheet? Yes. I agree with you on that actually. Two two one West Ham. I will say Sofal will get a goal. Antonio will get a goal as well. Ben Rama assist for both. Rafinha goal to Bamford. Bamford blank. <laughs> Leicester Burnley. Oh, this is a tough game. Uh, one one. Uh, he will say. No, no. Uh, I'm leaning towards Leicester, but they're in bad form. But 
Burnley are playing away. Leicester, 1 0. I'm going to say 1 1. How dare you? Uh, Watford, Newcastle? This is this is difficult, isn't it? At Watford, uh, Watford. Oh, this is hard. Uh, I'll say one nil Watford. I'm going to go two two nil Watford. They're Ooh. pretty good defensively at home, and I think yeah. they'll score. Uh, Brentford, Liverpool. Ooh, this is a th- this is going to be the. De- the game of the game week in terms of captaincy because I think many will captain Ronaldo at Villa but a lot of the people will also captain Salah against Brentford because it's a promoted team but Brentford have been very good defensively however I am still going to back Liverpool and say 2-0 yeah Brentford they're doing well Liverpool, they're flying. Uh, I'm going to say Liverpool 3-0. Wow. Uh, Southampton Wolves on Sunday. First kickoff, I am going to back Southampton. And I'm going to say it's going to be 1-0. Yeah, it's annoying. I have two Wolves players in my team. I'm going to back Wolves. I'm going to say they're going to come out fighting and fighting. And they're going to win. The mighty Wolves 2-1. Sorry, Livramento. North London Derby. Ooh. Arsenal Spurs. At the Emirates. The winners are the fans. No. Uh, at the Emirates. Oh. They're both... Well, Arsenal have come up in form. Spurs have come off a little bit. I think Harry Kane and Son Heung-min have to click at some point. Uh, so I'm going to be boring and say 1-1. One, one. I don't know. Um, yeah. two, two one Spurs. Oh, off the top of my head. Highbury? Well, not Highbury. <laughs> the Emirates. I almost said the same thing earlier. Um, yeah, I grew up with them with Dreamcast on their shirts, man. Yeah. So and... It looks like Highbury. Monday Night Football, I'm pretty sure this is a derby game as well, so it'll be pretty fiery. Crystal Palace versus Brighton. Why is it a I derby think... game? Is it because they both have birds on their crest? Um, I don't know, but I, no, I, I definitely know it's a derby game. But uh, I'm going, and I think Palace have been beating Brighton for the last like 10 years or something. So I'm going to say Palace. Gallagher and Edouard will score. 2-0. Yeah, I think Palace will beat Brighton at the home ground. So I'm going to say 2-0 Palace. We agree. Okay, look at, let's look at our game week teams and see what we're planning to do. For me, I currently have one free transfer and no more money in the bank. And as we head towards the fixture swing in game week seven and eight looking at my team i'm pretty happy overall um i have the yellow flag over rafinha if he's going to be out this game week then so be it um i have a, 
a bench of Sofal, Torres, and Ailing off the yellow flag. So I'm probably going to save my transfer this week. And not sure who of Sofal or Torres I'm going to play. Probably Sofal. And my captaincy at the moment is on Salah versus Brentford. But my vice captain is Antonio. So I may well captain him as well. I'm just going to leave it until the end of the week. That way, next game week, I have two free transfers. Probably going to try and only use one then. So that I have two in game week seven and eight. Or game week eight for the fixture swing. So that I can potentially avoid the wild card. What happens if Trent is injured, Rafina is injured, Ailing is injured in your team? Still no transfers? If the okay, let's say yeah. So let's say these two yellow flags remain the same, they don't play, then Sofa will come in and Torres will come in. That's that's yeah. it. I'm I'm happy that's with it. that. Stick with it. Yeah. Because I think overall it's still a good team. I have Jota. Salah, Ben Rama, Antonio, Dennis, Lukaku, Samedo, and Shaw. And they're all fit with decent fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. So a very boring gaming for me. I don't think I'm going to do anything. Quite happy. What about you? Uh, I'm leaning towards captaining Ronaldo just because it's at home. It's Aston Villa, Old Trafford. I expect Ronaldo to score. A goal or two. So probably I might go Ronaldo this this week. Uh, my my concern is Calvert Lewin at the moment. Calvert Lewin, Calvert Lewin on the bench. Uh, so he's potentially someone I will take out, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Saka, I might leave Saka in as well. Um, but otherwise, I think looking at the, my team and the fixtures, they're quite good. Are you going to be playing Williams over Livramento this week? Uh, no. I would be playing Livramento. That's a bit of an awkward one because you have Livramento mm. at home, but you have two Wolves players playing him. Yeah. It's, it's true. But I'd still play Livramento. Okay. One, one of those unfortunate things in, in that case. But uh, yeah, if Trent is injured as well. Then no, no. if there's news that he definitely won't play, then I probably will take Calvert-Lewin out so I can play three at the front. Okay. And your most likely transfer for the third striker would be Antonio, I'm assuming, right? I'm assuming so at the moment, uh, unless I can somehow find a way to get Lukaku on my team in such a swift move, but I'd probably go Antonio. Uh, I see West Ham probably beating Leeds. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think you're safe not getting Lukaku this week because they're playing City. So, I would probably go Antonio and then perhaps save next week. And then you can have two transfers in game week eight, depending on what happens, hopefully. Yeah. Are you, are you going to go without Ronaldo until your next wild card? You're happy to go without him for a few more weeks? I'm not going to take a third hit in a row to get him this week. No. Basically, that's that's what it comes down to. I don't mind taking hits, but I don't think I can get him in a straight swap in any event at the moment. So I would yeah. have to take a minus. Either I would have to wild card this week to get him, 
and I don't think it's worthwhile carding to have one good fixture and then have United's bad run. So and he'll score in every game. You know he might he might, but yeah, the idea is that hopefully the rest of the squad can overall do better than the squad with Ronaldo and a depleted squad, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it's nice to see that the the template is starting to shift away again. So as te- teams move away from certain players, some people are keeping them. Bruno is still doing well too, not being spoken about much. Son is not injured anymore. Nobody's got him. If I fell out, what can you do? Uh, Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, that's our game week. So let's quickly plug some social media and then we can head home. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at FanChallenged, on YouTube, Fantasy Challenge, one word. Hit the like, subscribe, all those things. Thoroughly appreciate it. Please do. And if you want to listen to the podcast, you can listen to us everywhere. Wherever you listen to them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. And that's that. Early podcast is complete. Time to think about plans for the game week. Team news. Wait until team news before you make your transfer later, please. Well, you made it so early last week. That was a reason, man. That was budget <laughs> issues. You might be driving your Mercedes, but I got like a Deo Matiz. What a car as well. Anyway, I hope your Deo Matiz does very well for you this game week. <laughs> I hope your Mercedes breaks down. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, good luck, and everyone. your rental car is a Deo Matiz. <laughs> we can drag race each other. All right. Have a good game week and we will see you next time. Goodbye, everyone.